Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Palmer Bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Well, 2022 has been an incredible year for New Zealand golf. The Kiwis were flying high with Ryan Fox, Lydia Ko and Stephen Alka all performing on their respective tours. But it's also been an interesting year full of excitement with some of the game's best reaching great heights, including Rory McIlroy and Australia's Cameron Smith. And that's before you even think about how Live Golf threatened to shake up the game. Joining us now is a friend of the show. We love having him on to look at golf with more uh, analytical view that he ha- he possesses. You can find him on Twitter at Deep Dive Golf. Welcome back to the show, David Bileski. Good morning, sir. Morning, Smithy. How are you? Oh, I'm damn good, and as a golf fan, I'm even better than that because uh, I just can't... Uh, you know, when one of your country's golfers win a major, it's something absolutely special. It doesn't very happen very often. Um, Bob Charles, of course, uh, Michael Campbell, Lydia Coe come to mind, but uh, when you see um, your golfers at the top of the leaderboard at the very crucial stages of the season, you really do sit up and take uh, take note. Um, where do we begin, uh, David? It's been an unprecedented year in that regard. It has. I mean, look, the the Kiwis have just performed so admirably across every single tour, which is just, it's been absolutely insane. You, you wouldn't have picked it at the beginning of the year. You know, to have Ryan Fox and um, right in contention for the DP World Tour um, Race to Dubai, which is the season-long order of merit, you know, there's something that uh, the only Kiwi, I believe, who's done that before was what's to Bob Charles. Um, you know, Lydia Ko taking out the, the Tour Championship in the season-long rank, and then Steve Alker taking out the um, the season-long rank, and then winning the Senior PGA Championship as well. I mean, it's just such a golden era for, for New Zealand golfers, and we should be just absolutely um, over the moon about it. I think we should, um, and I think we should uh, should ride on that wave because it's been superb. And you, you mentioned Ryan Fox, and um, you know he, he's now looking at uh, cracking the top twenty-five in the in the world. Uh, comes on the back of that fantastic win at the, the Dunhill uh, at St Andrews as well. So, uh, and now second to Rory McIlroy. There's no shame in that. Uh, it's been. What have you noticed about Ryan Fox this year in particular? I think it's just been the, the way he's lifted his game. You know, he, he's he's been a, a solid performer, but sort of middling results over the last few years. And then this year, just the consistency that he's managed to get, particularly with his irons, um, has really been what's transformed his game. And um, you know, the distance off the tee, you know, that's a given with Ryan Fox and that, that gives him a great advantage. You know, look, you do need to be driving pretty consistently over um, 310 yards nowadays um, onto it to be competitive. Um, so he's, he's always had that up his sleeve. But um, for someone who hits it that long to have that 
sort of level of touch around the greens. You know, we saw that on full display at the, the Dunhill Links victory that you mentioned as well. Um, you know, and he, he's just he's sort of lifted his game to another level. You know, I'm, I'm super excited for the prospect of uh, next year qualifying for all four majors now that he's in the top 50. Um, I'm really interested to see what he does at the Masters. You know, I can't wait for April. We should be we should be absolutely frothing in the mouth for that one because that is of, of the four majors. That is one where uh, you've got a little bit more space off the tee and, and distance is a huge asset. You know, and so Ryan Fox ticks both of those boxes. And um, you know, if he keeps up this kind of consistent level of play that we've seen from him, you know, he could he could well surprise us with a top twenty in in um, Augusta. David, what I, I, I like about it too is, is if I would imagine uh, the phone might have rung. I'm not, I don't know for sure. Live Golf might have made an approach to Ryan Fox because he is so damn hot at the moment. Uh, but I think uh, what, I, what I've heard from Ryan Fox is that, look, I've worked so hard to get this far, to get this, uh, these exemptions, to get these qualifications as such. I'm not going to blow it now. Uh, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you, you know, how much is enough, Smithy? You know, that's the thing. I mean, some of these golfers just earning such amazing amounts of money and you can't take it with you, you know, and, and I don't know don't know about you, but I wouldn't trade some of the moments I've had in my life for any amount of money and I think Ryan Fox is the same. You know, the the um, the opportunity to, to go and play Augusta is um, such a, a rare feat that so few people have been able to achieve, you know, and to go and have a moment like that and play around, um, you know, that, that stunning course at Augusta National, um, is just a moment that money can't buy. So uh, I don't blame him whatsoever. And, um, you know, I think if we look at the way that Live Golf season has kind of trended, they've, they've picked up a huge number of signings, but their viewer numbers have actually gone down. You know, their, their viewership has gone down at every single tournament this year. And by the, by the end of the season, you know, what should have been their headline event, they're, they're struggling to get 20,000 people watching on YouTube for free at the same time around the whole world, you know, and it's free. Mm. Like, they're giving this product away for free. So I think you'd be out of your mind to, to jump across at this time um, because, you know, it could actually just, just end your, your entire career in doing so and you take one short paycheck um, and then, you know, give up you know, all these opportunities um, and and your future as well because, yeah, I think if, if LiveGolf can't turn that around very, very quickly, um, the future of it looks pretty bleak, to be honest. Okay, uh, interesting. Stephen Alka, let's move to uh, Stephen Alka. Uh, of course, we knew last year that he was uh, going to be a threat. He, he signalled that by being um, you know, a bit of a force towards the end of uh, the Champions Tour year. Now this year, of course, uh, he's just carried on to the point where he has, uh, he's won the, the Charles Schwab uh, title uh, and with it uh, a hat full of money. Uh, which is very, very nice for him. But the whole time he's remained very, very balanced about the deal and he's going to be the draw card at the New Zealand uh, Open in March. Yeah, fantastic to have him back on, uh, on Kiwi Shores and I, and I hope people get out and support him because what a year it's been. I mean, five, five victories um, since November 2021. So the last 12 months he's won five times and, you know, that that's just an amazing feat. And um, on top of that, all the top tens, all the top fives, he's just consistently at the top of the leaderboard. And, you know, the the thing that's impressed me with that is it's just come on this wide variety of courses. You know, it doesn't matter if the course has been long, short, you know, tight, wide. Um, he's managed to find a way to, to get around and get the job done, um, which which is an incredible asset. So, um, you know, there's, there's some big names on that senior tour. You know, you've got Patrick Harrington, you've got uh, mm. Ango uh, Miguel Jimenez, you know, like these, these absolute stars of the game um, who, you know, are still performing at, at a very high clip. You know, they, they 
regularly are going back to DP World Tour and PGA Tour events and still featuring in majors. You know, they they are playing at an incredibly high level, and, and Stephen Up has just absolutely smoked them. He's absolutely smoked them. So, um, incredibly proud and, and a massive, massive performance from him. Right, let's uh, look at uh, the third person in the, the triangle of success, of course, and that is uh, Lydia Ko, uh, who has been, uh, of course, uh, an absolute star since about the age of 11 when we recall her winning championships back in New Zealand as an amateur and now, of course, a ripe old age in the mid uh, early to mid-20s, uh, about to get married. Um, and uh, the Tour Championship, the CME Tour Championship, uh, as well as $2 million US million, money insignificant to Lydia, I would imagine, at this point in her career, but... The comeback has been uh, far from insignificant because there was a point when we looked at her, David, and thought, well, I just wonder. Yeah, look, she she did. And I think the, the resilience and tenacity and, um, you know, that attitude that she's displayed on coming back has just been so inspiring. You know, she's such an amazing role model for um, young women and young men um, across the country. You know, to, to go through that slump where it was really, I mean, it was kind of four or five years out in the wilderness um, where she was, you know, struggling to break the top 50 in the world um, to, you know, switching coaches um, every sort of few months, just trying to find something and trying to get that game back. She knew that that sort of talent was there um, to finally make that recovery and, um, you know, have the year that she has, you know, really pushing for um, number one in the world with Nelly Corder. You know, I think if Nelly Corder had finished outside the top 24 in the world, um, Lydia Ko would have, uh, top 24, sorry, at the last tournament, um, Lydia Ko would have taken uh, number one in the world. You know, out of, out of all female golfers in the world who, who play this amazing sport, um, for, for our Kiwi uh, lights to be right there at the top of uh, the, the board is um, amazing. So, no, look, full, full credit to her. Um, we, we should be incredibly proud and um, Hopefully we see her, her name up at the Halbrook Awards uh, very shortly. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of um, Zoe sadusky Senate, of course, a snowboarder, absolutely magnificent performance as well, but I, I really can't think uh, why Lydia Ko wouldn't go on and, and win that. It's such a, a damn hard thing to be, the best golfer in the world, male or female, and uh, she certainly has proven to be that. Uh, interesting year for Cameron Smith. Um, here we go, he's uh, winning the Players' Championship, the fifth major, turns around, wins uh, a- another championship, the Open Championship. And, 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 and we all look at uh, Cameron Smith and think, wow, uh, this kid is uh, something special. He is going to be the forerunner of golf for years to come, but particularly for non-American point of view. Bang, he, he gets the phone call, he takes the money. I, I just wonder what he's thinking now, and with the prospect too of playing in, in Adelaide in a, a live tournament in the new year. Yeah, yeah, look, it's interesting. You know, we, he, his game seems to have gone off a little bit the last couple of tournaments, if I'm honest. You know, he's um, 40 in, his, in the mid-40s of the last live event, you know, which in a, a fairly small field is, um, you know, the equivalent of missing a cut on the PGA Tour by um, 10, or, 10 or 12 strokes. So, um, yeah, look, I, I think Greg Norman has promised these golfers the absolute world. You know, he's promised them they're going to get world golf ranking points, that um, they'll get into all the majors, you know, they're, they're going to get paid um, obscene amounts of money and um, and build their, their profile and, and grow the game, you know. What have we seen from them? Like, not a lot. Not a lot, really. You know, I think that the fans have spoken and they're not, they're not engaging with the product. They, they don't like the product. They're not watching the product. So what does that do for Cam Smith's profile? You know, how does it, how does it work for some of these young golfers who are coming through? You know, they, they have to start off by building that profile and, and 
building this marketing team kind of around them so that they can get that, that brand. Um, you know, and at the moment, you're not going to get that from Liv because nobody's watching. So you've still got to go to DP World Tour, still got to go to the PGA Tour because that's where the eyes are, that's where the fans are watching and, and that's what's generating the revenue. So, no, it's, very, it, it's interesting. I don't think Cam Smith seems like the type of person who would um, regret choices in life. You know, he seems a pretty happy-go-lucky and just go-with-the-flow kind of um, kind of man. But, um, yeah, look, I think, I, I think in years to come, he'll look back at this period and go, you know, I could have been there on the PGA Tour we're on the DP World Tour and competing with the best in the world on a regular basis and, and really making a name for myself. Um, and he just started to do that and, um, you know, potentially thrown it all away. OK, let's uh, look at um, your strike rate. Um, you do a lot of homework there and uh, you're a pretty good damn tipster, actually. You, you, you do a damn good job. How, how was the year overall? Um, it's still going, by the way. The PGA is still uh, and up and running for next year. But how, how's uh, your win-loss ratio gone? Uh, it's been a it's been a good year for me. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we've had 17 outrights this year. So um, ranging in, in price from um, generally in the the mid 40s to 50s up to some triple figure payouts. So 150 um, to one, I think, was our biggest one of this year. So um, so yeah, no, it's been it has been a good year. Um, good percentage return on both CP World Tour and um, the PGA Tour. Um, we didn't have. John Rahm last week at the DP World Tour because he was just incredibly short. He's about a five to one um, co-favorite alongside uh, Rory McIlroy, but we did have Terrell Hatton and Alex Noren, um, who both finished second, and um, both of them, in terms of a top five, were playing more than Rahm was for the winner anyway. So, um, no, look, it's been it's been a fantastic year, and um, we're doing a great job over at Win Daily. So um, maybe if Frank's listening, he can uh, jump on over to uh, Win Daily and, <laughs> and follow me on Twitter at Golf. <laughs> hey, look, a lot of people do, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, uh, the, the one player we haven't uh, talked about, David, of course, is Danny Lee. Uh, made an appearance uh, last week, got a paycheck, and actually was uh, going okay after about three rounds. So um, <clears throat> I just wonder about his chances of retaining, and, and I guess that's what we're looking at with Danny. Yeah, I mean, look, we'd, we'd love to see him come back. I think the, the, the talent's there, you know, sort of sitting just inside the top 300 in the world at the moment, you know, kind of a little bit inconsistent. I mean, Danny Lee's always had this this kind of um, profile of he, he can he's either boom or bust. You know, some weeks you can just absolutely find him, and he can just surprise you and come out and win a tournament. I think he did the same at um, the Greenbrier Classic a few years ago. Um, you know, and then we look at him recently. You know, few missed cuts, and suddenly he pops up for for a twenty first at the the RSM Classic. So. Um, Actually, the, uh, the opportunity, I went over to um, America a little bit earlier this year and uh, went to Vegas to watch the Shriners open and followed Danny Lee for a bit, and he looks like he was um, he was in decent touch. You know, the putter was just getting a little bit cold on him, and I think that's the thing, is if he can get a bit of confidence back and get that putter working again, um, you know, the, the metrics are there. He, he has got the game to compete. It just needs a little bit more um, consistency, which, uh, which I know he'll be desperately trying for. So... It's a cool place, the world of golf. You know, you're playing in these tournaments against 144 other players. You know, it's not. We're not talking about small fields. And you know, when we talk about someone like Stephen Alcock, who's won you know multiple victories in a year, or Ryan Fox, who's got two wins and multiple top tens. You know, that's coming against 150 other um, men in these tournaments. You know, so it's not easy to to compete at the top. And um, look, I'd love to love to see. Danny Lee get it back would would absolutely love it. Um, but it's 
I, I would say that at the moment, the, the golf that we're witnessing in this, um, you know, kind of modern age is at the absolute peak that it's ever been. You know, this is, these are the best golfers that we've seen in, in multiple generations. You know, even when we look back to the Tiger Woods era, you know, we think of what Rory McIlroy is doing at the moment against the likes of the Rams and the Hoplins and the mm. Matt Fitzpatricks and the Will Delatorises and the Tony Finals, you know, the the level of competition is just so incredibly high, you know, and I don't know if that was the case. I mean, Tiger Woods is obviously the GOAT. He's obviously the, the greatest golfer who has ever lived. Um, but if we look at what Rory McIlroy, for example, is doing now against just this huge amount of talent that he's competing against, um, it's, it's fascinating. It's absolutely incredible. So I don't think we can be too harsh on Danny Lee because just the, the standard is so high at the moment. Um, but I would love to see him at the top of some level. It's absolutely David, always great to catch up with you. Great summation of the year of golf, from uh, particularly from a New Zealand point of view. Uh, fantastic to hear that uh, your strike rate is so good, and uh, you've made a quid or two out of it. Deep Dive Golf uh, at, on Twitter for David Bileski, as uh, well as uh, other websites as well. David, thanks so much for your time. Really pleasure. Have a great Christmas, and um, enjoy some more of that cricket. It looks like you're living on tough life over there. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.